Thanks for listening. This is Momentum, the entrepreneurship podcast for photographers. I'm your host, Nate Grahek, portrait photographer and entrepreneur. Join me each week as I interview the most successful and inspiring photographers in our industry. We bring you innovative and proven business strategies you can use to shift the momentum in your own photography business, giving you the freedom to do more of what you love in business and in life. Hello and welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Uh, We did a video version again. I haven't done it in a while, but I know Scott is an awesome tech nerd and gear nerd like me. I knew he would have a kick-ass setup and was ready to do video. Says, let's do it. We both got our trendy AirPods in and we are ready (laughs) to drop some knowledge bombs. Scott, you've been in the industry for forever. You've been working for Imagely for the last six years as your chief community officer. Uh, I'm just always impressed with your commitment to our industry to just straight up dropping whatever you're working on to help a photographer in their business, when it's, whether it's tech related or marketing related. Uh, I'm just always admired you from afar. So thank you so much for finally being on the show. It's an honor to have you here. <laughs> well, thank you. That was very kind. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, uh, We've been connecting for many years, and uh, so it's nice to be able to do this with you and and uh, share some some nuggets of uh, of knowledge for for everybody. So totally. Uh, well, yeah, I'll jump in to. I want you to share more about your background and the, some of the things you've learned along the way. But just to give sure. listeners a quick outline, today we are going to talk about lead generation, and even the word lead is not lead; it's lead. In e- it's essentially an email address. And this whole idea of marketing online typically is centered all around this idea of an email. And I think sometimes that gets lost. We're going to break it down about why it's so important. You shared with me in the pre-show that you, using the strategies we're going to talk about, you mm-hmm. are getting more leads than you know what to do with. You have to give them away to your friends a, because <laughs> you have a full-time job, but A, you're still yeah. shooting and you're giving away leads to other photographers. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but I think getting more leads, getting more bookings, that is the number one challenge I hear so many photographers stuck with or, or frustrated with. So I'm, I'm hoping that most of you guys um, can relate and are looking for new ways to grow your business and to get more leads than you know what to do with, then you have to give them away to your friends. All right, so Scott, let's start at the beginning. You've been a photographer um, and a portrait photographer professionally for how many years? Uh, almost 20 years at this point. Um, yeah, it, it's weird when I think about that. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I was originally going to college for music and then switched to photography. Uh, I hated music theory, and it turns out I love photography theory. So um, it took some convincing from friends and family, but I switched, and uh, really, I haven't looked back. I've loved every minute of it. And so cool. quickly, quickly went from a student to working in a retail store to working uh, in the service department for a, a warranty company in the, in the industry, and then went from working in the service department to doing the marketing for the company, and then just you know, just, and all along, you know, taking on clients and, you know, doing my own thing on the side whenever I can. I always knew I didn't want to be a full-time professional photographer. I always knew it because I didn't want to hate it. 
Um, that oh, was my, oh. that was my reasoning. Um, yeah, man. It's so cool. I was going to go to, I, there's another follow-up question there. I'm glad you said that first is I, it's one of the reasons I love the photography industry is a, it's filled with a bunch of entrepreneurs and B the whole, I think our whole economy has switched to more like a, they call it like the gig economy or the freelancer or whatever. And I think that I fully support you if your passion and goal is a full-time studio. Awesome. Good for you. Uh, the reality is that there is no right or wrong way anymore that your profession, your work-life balance, all of that, you can literally design it however you want it. And photography happens to be a business that when you figure out the marketing, you can very easily like control how busy you want to be and, and how like you just get to control it. And I can definitely relate to my next question was about how do you control burnout and 20 years in, what is it about being a portrait photographer that keeps you coming back uh, year after year? Um, yeah. So, um, for the past few years to avoid burnout, uh, for one is, is not doing it full time right. <laughs> is not one thing, but not taking on too much. Yep. Yeah. Not taking on too much. Um, but every, every year, uh, except for the past year and change, I have gone on a photo trip with a bunch of friends and it's a, uh, literally go somewhere new and spend a week with friends. And I'm talking like, it was like, so at one point, one of the trips was like 14 of us. Yeah. And we would rent a house or go, you know, stay in a hotel, whatever, where we were. And um, we'd take over the town. But like by the town, I mean like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> you know, yeah, like we would yeah. go to majestic places and photograph, you know, waking up at 3 a.m. and staying out until, you know, 3 a.m. <laughs> and just yeah. spending sunrises and sunsets, just photographing everything. And um, that is like that is like one way to just get rid of all the stress is to just go to the middle of nowhere where there's no cell service, no internet access. It just enjoy photography. Um, yeah. With that said, that doesn't pay the bills. Um, right. I do have my full-time job, but if I didn't, that still yeah. wouldn't pay the bills unless I became an influencer for brands that would pay me to do that stuff. Um, so Portrait photography is really what pays the bills. Family portraits, I do a lot of cake smash photography. I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of headshots for businesses. I do a lot of corporate. Wait a second, work you like said that. something cake smash. Cake smash session, sessions. What's yeah, that? it's when you you set up a scene for a one year old to have their first yeah. experience with cake, and so you set up this beautiful scene, and there's a, a cake that the parents will wind up buying or making, and then. You literally let the let the child Kids go nuts. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen. I've never heard of, of of making it a session. That's fantastic. What a yeah. great idea! Instead of yeah, like very the, very popular. The oh, that's so cool! Instead of trash yeah. the dress, it's like let's yeah. smash the cake. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have any like slow mo video set up? <laughs> I should. I should do that. That would be brilliant. I, I'm gonna try that next time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even if it just on an iPhone, like anything, anything that looks hilarious in slow motion. You know, you, the funny um, thing is that usually when you when when I do a cake smash session, the child is a little hesitant. They they you know put the cake in front of them and they're like, "What what is this thing that you put in front of yeah. me?" This last session I did a couple weeks ago, the I didn't even I was like preparing to photograph the child, getting everything dialed in. The moment the cake was put down, the child was in it. I didn't have a second, and so <laughs> I, I literally missed. Like I could have had, you know, two frames. Let's say 
of yeah. nothing because I, I, I didn't have time. It was, oh. you know, so it, it's, it's so enjoyable to watch, watch these happen. And it's great. I love it. Every, and everybody's got their own personality and how they, how the kid will attack. Sometimes they're like, yeah. Are you sure this is okay? You've been telling me like my whole life so far to not go nuts with food. And now you want me to go nuts. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What a fun idea. Okay, cool. Um, I knew you were going to share some good ideas that would help. Just remind me, I've been meaning to take a photo trip myself just to get back into the, the reason like, we get into being photographers. Um, there's this delicate line that when you make your art, your business. You've got to be really careful of how you're, that you're not cutting off your creative kind of lifeblood, I guess, without being dramatic about it. Um, Because I think that as creatives, a lot of that is what keeps us going, at least what keeps us excited to work on other projects when you have that creative outlet. And sometimes you can weave that into getting paid and sometimes you can't. And if you're not currently doing it, it's so important to make sure you're making time to express yourself. What, what, just, just for the pure sake of the art of it, of the expression. Yeah. I remember when I first got a camera, I would stop. I love taking pictures um, at the zoo or wild animals or nature or anything like that. And I would like pull the car over to go get this shot. And my wife would just be like, what, what are you doing? Like, why, what are you, are you going to do anything with that shot? I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but that's not why I'm doing it. Cause I want to capture this shot. She's like, you're not going to sell it anywhere. I was like, that's okay. I don't need to sell it everything in order for it to be a worthwhile endeavor. Okay. Let's jump into <laughs> business. Good transition, right? Where let's go back into when you, there are parts of your business that it's it, ideally, I think the happiest balanced, most balanced people I know are creatives who have found a way to systematize making money and growing, having a, a, a stable, sustainable business um, where they keep it in check and they, they, they can count on a certain amount of revenue coming in. And it starts with figuring out their marketing and you say that starts with figuring out how to generate leads. Why, why in your view, is it so important to have a, what you call a lead generation strategy? Why should every yeah, because, photographer have one? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, um, most photographers out there, uh, and I have no shame in saying it, but most photographers out there, they don't think about getting leads. They just look at their website and say, how can I add more photos to attract people? Or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how can I create a blog post that, that just shares more photos, but not add the juice behind it, right? Not add right. the context behind it. Right. Um, and, and it's a shame because there is a lot of lost potential because that is not a way that your site visitors are going are gonna to connect with you. The way they're going right. to connect with you is by you being personal, uh, mm-hmm. sharing your story, but at the same time, giving them something that they're interested in mm-hmm. and the way to the, their, so but by giving them something that they're interested in, they're more likely to give you an email address, a phone number, something in return for this valuable information. Um, and that, that basically is the lead generation thing is where you're, you're, you're giving somebody something of usefulness to them in that moment for their contact information. Um, yep. and, and getting leads is what you, what you can do to then get customers, right? If you don't have leads, you don't have customers. So yep. 
Um, really, if you want to grow your business, you've got to get more leads. <laughs> it starts there. It starts there, right? Because people don't, I, I like to make this analogy that we need our marketing online mm -hmm. to be more like our marketing and our sales is in person. Yeah. So if we take the analogy of where a lot of us started our business is in person, is face-to-face -face conversations with people who already know and trust us. Um, a lot of times it's like them convincing us that we should do this, right? Like, no, your, your images are amazing. You should, talk. I can't wait to pay you. Your pictures of your kids are so great. Here's a bunch of, here's some money, typically not a lot when you're first getting started, but I can't wait to pay you to do these pictures, right? Well, that in-person uh, meeting, that in-person conversation, those have like huge conversion rates to the booking. Like you're just booking people without even a website yet. And, but what ends up happening is that that well starts to run dry and we want to start to get more business outside of the network that knows us already. So we put up a website and I don't know about you. When I first had my website up, it was so scary. It's like, okay, this is real now. I, instead of just secretly telling my friends that I'll do a session for them or for their kids or for their family or for their senior or whatever it is, um, I have a website with my name on it and I'm say, I'm telling to the world that I'm a good enough photographer to charge this much money for it. Oh my God. <laughs> Scariest moment of my career. Like it was so scary yeah. to put yeah. myself and it's so vulnerable. Right. And then to add salt to the wound, I would check my site stats <laughs> like nightly or weekly. Like I felt like I was a, a teenager, like checking my phone, like having a phone, like call, like, Hey, will you, will you go on? Okay. Type in my, it, it's working, right? Is it loading for you? <laughs> like, are you sure? Cause then we see the, what's so painful. You see like a hundred views a week or a thousand views a week, but no phone calls, no inquiries, no contact form. So it's like, I fill up my contact form one more time just to make sure it's working, but nothing. Why, why, why would we have so many visitors on a site and not any of them convert to an actual booking? What do you, what's yeah. your take on that? So that, in my opinion, is because there, there was no, the value wasn't there. The, the connection wasn't there. The, the reason for somebody to book you wasn't there. You're probably, you know, uh, doing what, what so many photographers do still is just yeah. add the photos and add blog posts that talk about John and Jane's wedding, right? Um, totally. John and Jane probably had a beautiful wedding, but what does, you know, Bill care about John and Jane's wedding? They want to know about their wedding, right? Right. Um, they, they do want to see your portfolio. They do want to see that you're a good photographer, but they also yeah. want to be able to connect with you and learn from you. They want to be able to Bingo. see why you're the best photographer for them. Um, and and uh, you, right? It's like, yeah. so if we go back to the in-person analogy, you wouldn't ask for the booking the first after the first five ten minutes of getting to know someone yeah. you're at a like a dinner you're at a, a dinner party or a family event and somebody's like oh you're a photographer oh that's cool How, what kind of gear do you use blah blah blah, blah. And you show them some samples they're like wow that's cool and even if they show interest like wow i didn't think of a cake smash session that is awesome I would love to like learn more about that, right? You would not end that birthday party or whatever event you're at with, hey dude, do you want to get out calendars? Let's book a session. Like, no, that's too much too soon. We would never ask yeah. for that. But in a lot of ways, this is what our websites do. And yeah. I, I always say, 
a contact form, the only people that ever fill out your contact form, even if, whether your contact form says to book a session or to learn more or to inquire, like the, they're, they're getting nothing in return except for expressing their interest. It's so one-sided in the relationship, which is why the only people that ever fill it out have already decided they're going to hire you. They're, and that's what, a half a percent of all of the visitors on your site. So what can you do with the 99.9% of all the other visitors on your site who have not yet decided they want to hire you, but they love your work. They think yeah. that's really cool. What can, so what do you do instead so they don't forget about you? Yeah, so this is where the, the, this sort of lead generation system that uh, I teach comes into play. And this is where you, it starts with the foundation, or what I like to call the foundation, where you're creating blog content. But okay. the blog content you're creating is very educational. Um, yeah. what, I like to, what I like to say, giving an example for wedding photographers, would be you, you, one, one way that you could do it is to create blog content that talks about different vendors that you mm. want to work with, have worked with, could work with, whatever. Vendors that you would recommend to your potential couples that would um, – hire you for their wedding and would also need advice is what to do for the florist and what to do for tuxedos and what to do for a gown and what to do for the actual venue for the wedding. And yeah. you know, all these, where to get the, um, the invitations and who does the best calligraphy and all these different things. Right. Uh, and you can create a blog content for each different type of vendor. So You can create a blog con a blog post that, that talks about your bet, your, your most recommended, vendor uh venues in xyz you know georgia <laughs> yeah, yeah and i've heard of photographers doing this i had somebody on the podcast um she was blogging so well about the venues because a lot of times in the whole wedding space i think it's as a general rule uh, a, a couple will book a venue first and then mm -hmm. they'll then they'll hire a photographer unless they're like in love with the photographer and they know who they yeah. want right away general rule they're looking for for venues and so her blog post reviews on these venues all the venues she shot at are ranking better in seo than the actual the venue. venues yeah. and so when they're out yeah. shopping for venues they come they're exposed by her brand over and over and yeah. over again there's there's so many benefits to this like that's one right that that yep. can definitely happen yeah um Another being you're now networking with these, with these vendors, right? So right, right. You're, you're, you can literally go to the venue and say, look, um, the Chateau, I am recommending you in this blog post. And, and what else we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm not asking for anything in return, but if you want to include me on your recommended photographers list, you know, hey, yeah, do it, yeah. you know. So yeah. there's networking opportunity there. Um, there's, there's, um, there's the educational aspect. There's also the portfolio aspect because you're not just saying this is the venue. You're saying this is the venue. Check out these three photos from the venue, right? So you're, you're sharing real world examples. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to this. So the foundation, you, you get all these blog posts. Let's say hypothetically there's 10 blog posts, right? For all these different types of vendors. Mm -hmm. But then you need to put this, take this and, and say, well, how can I turn this into lead generation beyond just the blog content? So this is where you take the same stuff that you just wrote, uh -huh. the words and the photos, 
and you put it into a PDF document that now you can make a lead magnet and without creating something brand new, you're taking something you already have and creating a physical document that, or, you know, it's not physical, like you can print it out, but um, something tangible that somebody can say, here's my email address and phone number and send me your entire Georgia wedding guide that you have about how I can plan my wedding from A to Z um, easily with all of your recommended companies. And love it. And now you're giving them the, this, 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 this document that they can then print out if they want, or just look at it on their iPad or the computer or whatever. And you now have their email address that you can take further. So great. There's so many pieces to pull apart here. I think if we start at the top, it's, what, what to write, I think, is one of the hardest places where so many photographers get yep. stuck because they don't like writing. They don't yeah. think that there's anything they have to offer. I think well, let's just continue with this wedding example of the wedding yeah. industry. Um, knowing that this applies to any portrait niche, really, is yeah. the reality is that, well, like if, you're, if you are a wedding photographer, if you're a high school senior photographer, whatever it is, you have experienced dozens, potentially hundreds more weddings than your potential clients have. You are an expert beyond measure, beyond what you ever think. I think we sell ourselves so short, we don't realize how much wisdom, how much knowledge you have that your potential clients are dying to hear. They're desperate for, right? And so when you can embrace, look, look, what I know is really valuable, if it's just making the decision of a, a venue or all of the different uh, decisions that a bride or a couple has to make before their wedding, and you can help them with those decisions, it is hugely valuable. Uh, so that's just, I, I love this idea of just blogging it. So starting simple with this long tail investment, or if you just blogged about those things, yep. little by little, um, that is the blogging piece of it first. That's not necessarily the lead gen. We're going to get there in a second. Right. That is traffic gen. Yeah. That's, right? that's SEO. That's traffic. That's, yep. um, that's, and, and it's, it's evergreen. It doesn't, it, you can, it can be evolved. It doesn't have yeah. to just stay put the way it is. If you stop working with a, with a venue, you can remove them and make an edit and, you know, and yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, but you're also using these blog posts to then further promote the lead magnet. So they're not just there, right, right, they're right, being used exactly. as a tool because somebody who sees the, the, the blog post about the venue may not nope. see the blog post about the floral shops necessarily. Right, exactly. You know? exactly. And it's just convenience. It could all, what I love here, but I haven't heard this example before is you buckle down and you, you write out, you just like budget out for the new year to write 10 or even seven posts about your favorite seven vendors in your city. Right. You once, as soon as you've got that done, you bundle it up, you can put it into an email sequence or a PDF, whatever you want to do. And that becomes this awesome lead magnet or this awesome value. And all it is, is convenience, right? They, they could go around your site and find all of this content, but that's not convenient, right? Instead say, Hey, did you like this post? I've got grab my free my free guide seven of the best wedding vendors in X city, give me your email address and I'll send it over to your inbox right away so that you can have it, download it, save it to your phone, whatever you want to do. That is so valuable. And I always tell people the very best marketing starts with generosity. 
Yeah. It starts with a gift. Instead of your site asking for the booking first, you're offering a gift, a gift of your wisdom. And what's beautiful about the internet, the more we can leverage, um, while it may not convert 100% of people that visit your website, it scales infinitely. So yes, it doesn't. So like if we were having face-to-face meetings and only like one out of 10 or one out of 20 people uh, hired you as a photographer, that would be a bad sign, right? So here, here's one of the cool things about this whole, this whole system. Yeah. It can work offline and in person. Here's an example. Yes. Yeah, I, love I was at a wedding, uh, oh. attending a wedding. My wife was in the bridal party. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the hotel room, instead of a Bible, was this exact document for that area in a beautifully bound book. Wow. And I, I took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, uh, it was like they, they literally didn't, don't have a Bible. I'm, I mean, I'm Jewish. I don't read the Bible anyway. But um, they don't have a Bible. They have this book in exactly where they keep the Bible. Should I be taking this? Like, is that wrong? <laughs> but I took it because I was like, this is like, this is what I teach. And there's a physical document that yeah. is literally a beautiful, like I, it was, it was like a book, a beautifully yeah. color, a beautiful color book. And the photographer who put it all together took all the photos in it. Yeah. Like, so and it, it was just, it's gorgeous. Um, it was from a wedding was in, it was in Virginia in this beautiful, um, like ranch property. And, yeah. um, you so like a review of all the different local vendors. Yeah, it yeah. was literally this mm-hmm. for for um, for weddings uh, and and I like it wasn't big. It's like this big. You could literally yeah. take it yeah. and and bring it to an in person meeting and be like, "Look, this is my gift for you." Yeah, right. uh huh. It's, it's huge. There's so many. Once you create, the hardest part is writing the content and just yeah. sitting down, buckling down, and knowing. I think before that, it's just knowing that what you have to say matters and then, and then scheduling it. It's making time on your calendar to create that content. It's really, really yeah. good. Um, okay, so once you've started writing, we've got some cool ideas of how to bundle it up into a PDF or into a, a book that you can actually print um, or into a, an email course that you deliver. So instead of sending them a PDF, it sends them like a series of emails. Yep. Um, what, um, once all that's done or started, what, what next, how do you start to. Yeah. So, so just like the whole, um, you know, you don't, you don't kiss on the first date. You don't, you don't, uh, pitch in the first 10 minutes. Um, you want to nurture those emails. So you, uh, those, uh-huh. those, those contacts those leads. So you want to send emails that, um, if you're doing an email course, you're already doing this, you're already sending these over time. But otherwise, if you're not, if you're just sending a PDF, you need to come up with additional content that you can send through email to further nurture these, these people with additional education. Um, maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, ideas for the bridesmaids to wear, ideas for, um, you know, the groom outfits, things like that. Um, or, or bridesmaid gifts, gift ideas and groomsmen gift ideas. Um, it's, it reminds and, us in the, pre, in the pre-call, we were talking about Gary Vaynerchuk's books, um, yeah, Jab, Jab, yeah. Right Hook. It's the Jab, yeah. Jab, Jab is value, value, value. You, the right hook is saying, hey, are you ready to book? Or even before that, it's, hey, would you like to jump on a call for a free session consult? Or would you like a free engagement session? Value, value, value. And then eventually, I think the big decision to book you is this enormous leap of faith and trust. 
And when we ask our customers, our potential customers to make that leap too soon, it breaks trust. It breaks and it actually hurts your potential business. Whereas when you do enough value, 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 here's some education, here's some tips, here's tips, uh, coupons, recommendations, guides, whatever it is, um, a free consult session, a free phone call, a free engagement session. By the time that's done, the decision to hire you is like obvious, right? It's just, it's a no-brainer. They're like, okay, where do we book? Yeah, you add as much value as you can, and then you know, for weddings, you it, the the time frame is kind of cut down a little bit than what it might be for family portraits or cake smash yeah. sessions. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, so mine are like two weeks time. I've got emails going out over two weeks, not every single day. It, there's some gaps. Uh-huh. But that at the way at the end, you know, the 14th day is when I start getting to the salesy side of things. And I start nice. trying to get them to, to have conversations about booking and things like that. So what you, how do you ease into that? What are some of the, what's some of the copy you write to typically to switch gears into? Oh boy. Yeah. So um, this is all good copy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's more like, like, um, you know, we've, we've had some, I've shared some good, uh, knowledge, you know, I've shared some good education, that kind of stuff. Um, I hope that you've learned from it. Yeah, I'd love exactly. to continue this conversation over the phone or in person. Um, would you like to get together for coffee or come to my home studio, things like that? And we can, um, you know, discuss yeah. further. more and stuff yeah, like that. Just oh. what's, the, what's the, the very smallest next step in the decision ladder? It's not, hey, I hope you thought this was valuable. Um, I've got two open sessions this week. Call now to save them. Like, no, that's you're no. still jumping yeah. too fast. Yeah. Like, how do you <laughs> ease into? Would you like to talk? Like a lot of this yeah. stuff. And I think that um, we want to differentiate. I want to wrap up with what do you do once you get a lead? And I think the way I want you to talk about it is there's there's the automatic generated lead. You've got a sequence of automated emails that go out automatically, but then with the goal of that whole sequence is for them to re- simply just reply with some kind of response back to you to call you or to schedule some kind of scheduling link or something like that. Um, so what are you doing once you first get a lead and then how are you responding once they like, once you get that manual response back to, to one of your emails? Yeah. So, so, um, not all of my emails that I do in my sequences require uh, a reply. Some of them, some of them do, and they're just very subtle. Like, um, you know, have you have you checked out any of these venues? Right? You know, like mm-hmm. I I don't do weddings, so that's not what I have. But it's stuff like that. You know, have you ever been to this park for the for family sessions, or um, have you ever tried cakes for, from this this specific bakery before? Um, my favorite bakery in the area. Um, so. I'll do things like that. And then if they reply, I'll have a conversation that goes beyond that. Like I'll keep yeah. that conversation going and still send out the, the emails that come next. I'm not going to yeah. stop it unless if they book, then, then it, you need to stop the emails at some point, um, depending. Yeah. Um, and then depending on when I, when I find do this sort of like bigger call to action where it's, do you want to have a, you want to meet in person? Do you want to have a phone call about it? That's when um, the, 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 the emails, the, the automated emails are basically stopping at that point anyway. So you have to keep that conversation going manually and mm-hmm. I will keep it going and I will uh, obviously be as personal as I can. And, mm-hmm. and uh, if they don't, or if they're not interested, then they're not interested. Um, right. they, you know, I'm not going to push them again. Yeah. I'm not doing it full time. So I don't, I don't need to be as aggressive as I would otherwise, but at the same time, you don't want to be too aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, 
I, th- I think it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like the, the reality that I had to learn is that the conversion rate, it's a very like uh, internet marketing word. Conversion is like how many people are booking you out of, yeah. so if you have uh, 10 visitors mm-hmm. to your website, how many people are hiring you as their photographer? And the reality that was really hard for, 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 to sink in for me is 1% is actually really, really good. So for every 100 visitors to my website, if I get even close to one person booking me as, a, as, as their photographer, that is a huge success, huge. And I, it took me so long to be like, okay, it's not 99 people hating me. It's that 99 people aren't my fit. They're not ready. They're not in the market. They're whatever, right? But if, yep. uh, because your, your website and your email sequences, the automated pieces of it, they scale infinitely. It means there's no more work that you have to do if you have a thousand visitors or 10,000 visitors. You might have to buy a better server for your website, but <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's not going to cost you any more time. And so when we look at it's okay that the conversion rate is smaller than it is when you meet somebody in person, but we, it's acceptable and it's actually great because it's infinitely scalable. Whereas we compare it to the thing of meeting somebody face to face in person, we need that to convert for every meeting you have, you should, I'm, ideally I've heard it's like 80 to 90% of conver- you're converting people who actually meet you face to face. It has to convert that well because you are not scalable. You can only take so many of those meetings. And one of the best ways to increase that conversion rate is to use this automated system that's letting strangers get to know you for a couple yeah. of weeks before you're having this meeting. I'm glad you said that because um, quite often when I do a family session or things like that, I, I, I'll go up and I'll say hi to the, to the, to the mom usually first yeah. and I'll, you know, or the, the wife or whoever, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give them a hug. And, and, and a lot of times I hear, I feel like I know you already. Like times when I don't meet them in person before the session mm-hmm. and they know me, Yeah, you know, and it's just from, from, from education and constant communication and, uh, that that's is such a good automation. <laughs> I feel like you. Know, I feel like you. Know, yeah, I know you already. That is so huge because we yeah. buy from people, right? We don't buy from yeah. brands or from labels or logos. We buy from people we trust, and especially in weddings and in really any portrait decision, there's risk involved. Especially hiring a wedding photographer. We hear so many horror stories about a wedding photographer going wrong and ruining the day and not showing up. Whatever they need to get to know you, uh, and. The one variable that I think is always underestimated in how we build trust in just as human beings is time. There's, you can do all of these things. You can do what you say you're going to do. You can show that you're credible. You can give value. You can be generous and respectful and trustworthy. All, all of that stuff does help you create trust and build trust in a relationship. But stop for a second and think about who are, who do you trust the most? Most likely the people you've known the longest. Yep. So you can't short circuit that. You cannot replace the fact that when you, any marketing that's like, oh my God, I need to have a booking this week or this month. It just, it's a red flag that shows that people can't trust you. 
But when you bet on the long term and say, here's just a bunch of free stuff, here's a bunch of my value and wisdom, and if you choose me, great. If not, that's cool too. Here's some other people I can refer you to. That shows that you're a trustworthy person and, and has the patience to let them get to know you and, and trust you over time. Huge stuff, dude. This is so fun to chat. Um, you've got more. You've always got more. You're a wealth yeah. of information. If people want to learn more, you actually have a course you've created on lead generation. Correct. We're going to link it below in the show notes um, where they can get a couple free lessons in the course to kind of see. Yeah, there's a handful of them. Yeah. It's one of the most robust, complete and thorough courses I've seen on this topic in a long time. So kudos there. Um, what else can they, do you cover if you want to give a quick overview yeah. of, of what's in the course? Um, so I start with the foundation. Uh, uh, some of what you heard today and, and going beyond that, talking about um, you know, landing pages and opt-ins and tracking things, um, uh, different types of call to actions, what to do in the emails. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I call one-offs. Uh, I share um, how-tos with a bunch of different tools, including yep. sticky email. Um, and so how to, how to do the, the whole email part of things. Um, I share other tools that could be handy for these. Like, like um, I think you, you've even talked about this on, on the show at some point, using tools like Loom in your yeah. photography business, right? Yes. Um, to be able to reply to emails beyond just tech. So I talk about stuff like that. Wow. Um, uh, that is so cool. Somebody, I am such yeah. a huge, when it talk, when it, I'm all fired up about doing things at scale and that, mm -hmm. that like that, that people builds trust and engagement and making video messages. Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. And it's such a, yeah. it's, it, it's not as good as being face to face with somebody, but it's so good. And it's even better than just plain old text in an email. Really, when, really. Whenever I reply to an email with a video, the reaction's yeah. always so good. Oh, you know? so awesome. So, oh, yeah. very cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll add the link just to learn more about that. Dude, Scott, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a blast. Um, I'm going to have yeah. you on uh, again. I can't wait to talk more about business books. We'll talk uh, <laughs> in our new Facebook group that's launching soon. Um, for everybody listening, if you are interested in hearing the part about writing content and you're not sure what to write, um, grab the free trial to Sticky Email. We actually have pre-written templates. Scott's working on one for us too that we've got to get live in the system where it's a pre-written lead magnet or email course template so that you don't have to start from scratch. You can check it out on the page wherever you're watching this um, or visit stickyemail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time. Cheers.